Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Basketball! The alley-oop! He slams it home! This is the Healthcare Management Group Coach Mick Cronin Show, live from the original Montgomery Inn. I like what I'm seeing now. The Mick Cronin Show is brought to you in part by Auction Gas. Their only business is serving your propane gas needs. Skyline Chili. Feeling good? It's Skyline time. Your local Toyota dealer. Visit buyatoyota.com for all Toyota offers. Toyota, let's go places. And by the Healthcare Management Group. Greater care for greater Cincinnati. This is UC Basketball from IMG College. It's another one. Unbelievable. Now, the Coach Cronin Show on News Radio 700 WLW, the home of the UC Bearcats. Tomorrow afternoon, college basketball returns for the 12th ranked Cincinnati Bearcats at BB&T Bank Arena. Mick Cronin and the Red and Black will take the hardwood and take on Savannah State. So we are on college basketball eve. My name is Tom Glitter. Happy to fill in for Dan Horde tonight. Dan and Chuck will have the call on 700 WLW tomorrow. Terry Nelson is here. He will be on the television broadcast. Jeff Pecoro is filling in for me. It's the musical chairs as far as broadcast is concerned this week. Terry and I will have a game together next week in three games in week one at home for the Cincinnati Bearcats, almost like Christmas Eve right now, Coach. Are you guys yeah. anxious and, uh, and ready to go tomorrow? They're sick of me. They're ready to start playing somebody else. I got them convinced they're not very good. Of course. Very much so. Uh, that We got a lot of work to do. But uh, not in all seriousness, this time of year, Terry can tell you as a player, uh, you just want to play against somebody else. And as a coach, you're just trying to get, get them to the starting gate with everybody healthy. So, Jaron and Gary uh, both turned their ankle a little bit this week. I'm hoping they'll both be ready to go tomorrow. Uh, Gary did more than Jaron today. Uh, but we've been fortunate, knock on wood, with uh, with nothing major here in the preseason injury-wise. As hard as our guys play and practice every day. So, uh, I, I But I, I kid around, but Terry can tell you that I mean, players at this point are ready to play against another team. They've had it. Absolutely. They've had it with beating each other. Out. Absolutely. When I see you in practice, your your practices first of all are airtight. Like there's no room for nothing else. <laughs> like you get the most out of your practices. When I played, we used to get water breaks. No. You don't even get water breaks anymore. I mean, guys are running back and forth with cups of water as they're, you know, subbing in and out. But yeah, remember, no water break. when you played, there was one manager. There was one manager. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he had to make sure. <laughs> That's he, right. Your coach needed more water than the players. Yeah, we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always had a Dr. Pepper. Right. Was, yeah, yeah. So he was ta- that guy was taking care of the coach. He not the players. Yeah, we had to get our own Nowadays, how many guys? I mean, we have. You got about eight managers. One. A minimum eight. Yes. Depending on sometimes because people don't. We practice sometimes. At, like today, we practiced at noon. When we go at three, we got 12, at least 12 guys there helping us. And they're awesome. So, you know, when guys sub out, I expect that's when they get a drink. You have a manager to make sure that people that are watching practice has water. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's incredible. Uh, efficiency. Efficiency. Yeah, he's waving. He's hydrated. Yeah, I'm. I'm a big believer. I tell you where I got that way. I'm a big believer in players do not want to stand and listen to coaches talk because as a player you get stiff when that happens. Absolutely. Your body gets tight. So, our from a practice standpoint, I believe in build up. Uh, so, you know, as you know, we, we every day we talk about something. 
teaching-wise, uh, and we may actually go through it as we talk about something we need to learn before we stretch. Because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to have to stop practice and talk too much. So, mm-hmm. you know, my the guys that work for me, you know, it's not easy. You know, I'm tough on them too, but I want them to coach on the fly and get their point across quickly because I just don't want the guys standing there. You know, I don't go on eight-minute tirades during practice. Uh, I Somebody's try to make, running during that time. Somebody's yeah, running. I mean, if I'm on a tirade, they're running while I'm yelling. <laughs> you know, I just – Sufficient. I said, you know, I call it setting up the blow-up. I think as a coach, you're going to – if you make a bad practice plan and your player you, – you stop practice and go to try to put in a play – and the guys have to stop from playing and running and battling each other, whether it's three-on-three. Three. So, as you know, we go from one-on-one to two-on-two, three-on-three, all, all the way up to five-on-five. Yeah. But I don't ever stop and then go back and say, okay, now we're going to do back cuts with no defense. You know, because guys are like, well, what is that? <laughs> you know, once they're used to playing. So, if, I think if you, do, if you have a bad practice plan, all you're going to do is ruin practice as the coach with the bad practice plan. Because you're going to lose your guys, and then you're setting up the blow-up. All you're going to do then is force your own blood pressure to go up and put you, and make your own life miserable. So you got to try to make it easy on the guys to build them up uh, and get them going. Uh, and our guys are trained. Like Once we start going, they know there's no stopping until practice is over. So, you know, it's just the way we try to do it. I try to, you know, young enough and, and work for two great coaches to try to Learn that, that you know when you saw different things, and you you got to talk to guys that played, and, and see what they liked about a practice setting, and, and try to try to make sure you're getting the most out of it. Uh, and for us, practice is long early, and it's short late. You know, once you start games, our practices will go from three hours to two. Once you get into January, uh, your 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 actual hard going at it's going to get down to 45 minutes, and the rest is going to be a lot of shooting uh, and, and strategy. Mick, it's been about five weeks of practice. How have you seen your group grow as a whole over those five weeks to prepare for tomorrow? Uh, just trying to build habits, Tommy. You, you know, I think that's that's the whole key. Uh, yeah, obviously, we have four freshmen, mm-hmm. and Kane has uh, never been under the gun. You know, when you're when you're the transfer guy, no, you're you know you're the guy everybody loves to talk about because <laughs> you just get to shoot, and it doesn't matter if you make it. That's you right. make great plays, everybody oohs and ahs, but they ignore your turnovers because you're right. not playing. <laughs> you know, and you don't, and your defense may not be great, but not, you know nobody's really too worried about you right now because so it's we not really, going to cost you a game. Yes, yeah, so we really got five new players, so uh, we don't have a lot of our intricate intricate things that we do in the half court defensively. We don't even have them in yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we've really worked hard on pressing. Uh, pushing the ball, sharing the ball, keeping it simple for because when you have five guys that are new, I think you have to you have to be able to walk before you can run. So, you know, we're we're far from where we'll be strategically. Uh, but again, you know, just so you you have two goals, you got to build winning habits, and then you, whether it's a defensive stance or how to pay attention, uh, and then you got to get your team in game shape. So I think we've done a good job with the game shape stuff. Uh, you know, it, it takes a while to build habits. You can't you can't build them overnight. So, you know, I, with the young guys at game time, I tell them you just got to erase mistakes with hustle because it, it, you know, it's, it, like a guy like Keith Williams, I think should be a great player, but that's going to be in two years. That's right. Right now, he's going to make great plays, 
but being a consistent great player, he's probably two years away from that. Uh, you know, just much as like Jaron Cumberland was, he made some great plays last year, but he wasn't a great player yet. He's going to be a much, much improved player this year, I think. Now, as all you had to do is watch. Uh, we had one public scrimmage. We had one private one I think Terry was at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had two exhibition games. And I'm going to say in those four outings, Jaron probably averaged 20 a game and shot 50%. Well, certainly somebody he, that right. can benefit this team here in 2017-18. Again, the Bearcats now about 16 hours away from opening the season noon tomorrow at BB&T Bank Arena. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about much more as the Bearcats get ready for the season. We'll take our first break and more to come with Terry and Mick Cronin. You're listening to the Mick Cronin Show live from the original Montgomery Inn presented by the Healthcare Management Group, Greater Care for Greater Cincinnati on 700 WLW. This is the Mick Cronin Show live from the original Montgomery Inn presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Tom Glitter, Terry Nelson, Mick Cronin here at the Inn. Show number one on the year. Game number one tomorrow at noon. Do not go to Fifth Third Arena if you have tickets. There's no <laughs> basketball to be seen at Fifth Third Arena tomorrow something. or all winter yeah. or get, all season until next November. Got we'll to get, get your bank straight. Yeah, you got to go to the other side of the river. Yeah. Right. Got to B- go to BB&T. You don't have to move your money. You just have to go to a different arena. Nice. Go but, across yeah. the river. Go go to yeah. BB&T Bank Arena. It's a beautiful facility. And make folks, sure my dad's listening. He's got a lot of money. Well, you <laughs> know, I went over sure the. I was over the he spends money on his in. coffee. So <laughs> you're right. He, he told me where he's going to breakfast before. Oh, he's got he's it all good. Out. Yeah, he's got a whole That's whole probably game plan. comped because he knows everybody. You're right about Either way, season tickets sold out. For the it's year. Awesome. Mini plans announced about two hours ago. I got an email before I came here. Sold out. No more mini plans available. That's SMU, awesome. Wichita State, UConn. Sold out. There's nothing left, and the Bearcats haven't tipped off yet. Now there's tickets left for tomorrow for Savannah State and there's some the games game. this week. Yes. Single games. The rest of them you can get single games. You go to BB&T Bank Arena and go to their website and buy tickets. But it's obviously not ideal to play away from home for a year. But, boy, it feels like things have uh, worked out pretty well. And the fear of nobody's going to go over to NKU to see the Bearcats, uh, that didn't play out. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, first of all, uh, if, it, if you know, 275 is Cincinnati. That encompasses right. the tri-state area. So, right. we're, we're, you know, we're not we're, – we're still playing in, at home. Yeah. You, you know, we're, we're – That's playing, home. You know, we're, yeah, we're – first of all, it's closer to my house than UC, so it's, it's home. Right. <laughs> you know, it's Cincinnati, so uh, – you know, this part Northern Kentucky is a major part of our community. So uh, they have no. And Terry was just talking about this. He, you know, he had never been there. It's a great place, right? Mm-hmm. It's an awesome re- place. You know, I don't think there's a bad seat in that place. No. Ninety-eight hundred. It's very intimate. The seats go up. Now look, I'm kind of, I'm afraid of heights. So Are I you look, really? I, my seat, my my tickets for my kids were at the top. I've so when I look that down, man. He puts his like, kids up there while he gets oh, the my court goodness, side. man. I get I get a nauseous when I'm sitting up there at the top. I'm like. <laughs> Because you feel like if you if you if you lean forward, you'll fall. You'll be on the under the basket somewhere. I mean, it's, it's you're, that. You're, you're really afraid of heights. I'm sick. Yeah, man. If I was so every feet. time I see you up on in the Linder Center, that's why you're never near the rail. I know. <laughs> now, you're, now, you're, now, you're, you're you're waving to him and telling I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm leaning over the rail. I'm leaning over the railing, waving at you, and you're up against the wall. Like, what's up, coach? That's why I didn't jump high. That's, <laughs> that, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Good call on that. Good call. But it's a great, great. You know, I think it's an intimate environment brand new type of facility you know as far as that stuff goes uh not sure how long it's been open but it's fairly new and i think you know all the newer places are built 
much better, obviously, for the viewer uh, with the seating and the type of seats, the angles of the seats. So I think our fans are going to find it uh, find it extremely fun to, to to go there for a year. Obviously, the product is the key, though. No doubt, and the and the athletics department, the marketing folks, and and the folks at BB&T Bank Arena have done a lot of things to make sure it feels like home for you guys for the season, right? Yeah, uh, that, that's you know that, that's another thing. It, it, I think the the biggest stress is on our uh, our facilities, uh, yeah, folks. facilities folks, and our marketing people mm-hmm. because they have to flip the, that arena for our suite holders. Uh, our, you know, our, our IMGs obviously our marketing partner, and turning that into our uh, definitely our home court. Mm-hmm. That that's not an easy task when you have to drive over there to do that. Right. Instead of, you know, it's already, it's done, it's set for the entire season when we're on campus. So, you know, it's really the hardest part of the season, situationally, is for our administration and the folks that have to do that. So uh, we, we need to win for them. And uh, at some point I need to, other than say thank you, I probably need to have a little party for them or something. Because I, I noticed it the other day, Sammy and I got to the game early and, they're over there hanging banners, hanging signs, like you said, Tommy. You know, trying to make sure that uh, it looks like you're at a Cincinnati game, and that's and you got to take them down. <laughs> you can't leave them up the whole season. You know, obviously the Norse are playing there. Uh, they're men's and women's teams. They have concerts and stuff. So it's it's every game our people have to do that. So it's it's not easy. Definitely tough on them. Well, go ahead, Terry. I want to get into the the depth that you have on this team. You're legitimately too deep and sometimes three deep at every position, particularly the point guard position. Definitely have, too deep there. You have two starters. Yes. And talk about the, the, the progress. Everybody everybody is really um, waiting to see the un, the unveiling of Kane Broom, and they've talked about him and how he's compared to Nick Van Axel, and you're still working with him of how to you know run the floor as a point guard, not just to score. But the maturation and the progress that Justin Jennifer has made, reshaping his body, reshaping his shot, his 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 – his playmaking ability. Talk a little bit about that. Well, as you because I know you follow it as as you know for the last two months, I've been asked one question, you know, and it's always tell me about Kane Broom, and in the answer, I, I refuse to answer without explaining that we have two point guards and we're going to play two point guards uh, because and I saw the switch in practice. Yeah, because I saw this coming too with Justin. You know, it's just in our program, it's very rare if a guy doesn't develop if he's with us for four years uh you know so and you almost have to not have a good attitude and not try and justin has made a decision at some point this summer that uh he was he was going to be a much better learner you know in coaching you talk about listening well you know and we make kids be we don't stand for disrespect so there's, but there's a difference between standing there and being respectful and actually listening to the guy, learning and applying what he's teaching you. So Justin and I had an interesting conversation this summer about you know what he wanted and uh, what he needed to do. And you know me, I'm pretty direct. I try to be a nice guy, but I'm pretty direct. I said, it would be nice if you'd start actually listening instead of just standing there and being respectful when coaches talk to you. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, how many times do we have to tell you the same thing and you still don't do it? Uh, so and we talked about for a long time about all the things I meant. And young players and young people, whether it's your kids or my child over there in the corner, uh, 
they want to do things their way. Some And some guys in their career, you, you played with some, they go down swinging. That's right. <laughs> doing it their way. Pride's a killer. And they always think, you know, it, it, until they're 32 and they wish they'd have listened to the coach. Mm-hmm. Then they realize it. Up until then, it was your fault. No doubt. But the problem is their career ended 11 years ago. That's right. <laughs> then they finally realized <laughs> it wasn't the coach's fault. So, so, you know, so I tell you, you can go down swinging or you can start to absorb the things that not only I'm telling you, that Coach Jackson and Coach Davis who work with our guards are telling you. The luxury on our staff, you have Jaquan Parker in the office every day and around you every day who played successfully four years here That's right. with his arm around you. And now you have DeMar Johnson who played nine years in the NBA. So pick somebody <laughs> and trust them. Right. But you, you, you know, but you can go down swinging, or or you can have a, you know, have the career you should have as a junior and a senior. So Justin's been on a mission uh, to listen, not be respectful, and and not talk back. That's you know that happens all the time. That's step one. Obviously, you got to watch the yes sir guys. Oh yeah. I mean, remember because you've coached, man. Got, you coach yeah. the guy that gives you the quick yes sir <laughs> translation, Tommy. He just wants you to shut, shut up. up. So he just wants you to shut up. Quit talking to me. Quick, yeah. Got it. Yep. Gives you the quick, yes, the phony yes, sir. The uh, the kid that's the body language and the way they're looking at you, you can tell that that kid is listening. Mm-hmm. So like we're Gary Clark from day one. Right. Hmm. Never, never, never spoke, never speaks a word when he even speaks to you. And I know you've tried to help him throughout his career in the hallways or you know bus trips, pulling him aside. The way he receives it, you know, and, and he absorbs everything you say. So Justin's changed in that manner, and he's made a decision, a mature decision. Uh, and then his effort's been great. So, and, and he's got toughness. I love his toughness. You know, he wants to. He believes in himself, and I think you have. You got. You can't be an athlete and not believe in yourself. So I agree with you. We have two starters at the point. I think that's going to bear out all year, and I think it's going to really, really help us with our with because you can't push the ball and play with pace and speed, uh, and pressure the ball really defensively. If you don't have enough guys out there that, that can do that and wear the other team down like Justin and Kane. Well, it'll be exciting to watch this year. We'll see the depth. I want to talk about some of the guys and your starters and coming off the bench as well as we move along. When we return, Terry will grab the wireless mic. He'll head out into the crowd. So if you have a question, get ready. Terry Nelson will come out, and Mick Cronin will answer him when we return. You're listening to the Mick Cronin Show live from the original Montgomery and presented by the Healthcare Management Group on 700 WLW. Tom Glitter, Mick Cronin, back with you on the Mick Cronin Radio Show here at the original Montgomery Inn. Terry Nelson has found his way out into the crowd with the wireless mic. A great crowd on hand, and it is time to give the fans an opportunity to get involved. Terry, do you have our first question of the first show of the year? My man Dave has got a question. Hey, Coach. Hey, uh, Dave. Thanks for coming out. Hey, thank you for allowing me to be here. The um, question that Terry brought up before about depth. And I would agree that looking across the board, you've got got a lot of depth. Is there a number of minutes that you would like uh, to keep guys under? I know there's there's been years guys had to play 38, 39, or 40 minutes sometimes. Is there a number of minutes you have in mind that you would like to keep the five or six guys? It sounds like there's six starters with the two point guards. Yeah. The number of minutes you'd like to to keep them down to, you know, for wear and tear purposes? Uh, 
You know, I think it, it's it depends because, as you know, there's two types of games. You know, there's one if you got a sizable lead, that game it makes it easy on me. So that's the game I think where those type of games you need to have them. And I think that's maybe what people don't realize sometimes with with the scheduling is that you, you can't play you can't play 33 bloodbaths because they really will wear down. Uh, so that's the first part that, to that answer. And that's why in the NBA, they don't care what the score is. They sub on the clock. At, you know, the, in their second units, they figure it out and they sub on the clock. You know, the best player doesn't start the fourth quarter. Around eight, eight, eight and a half, nine, he gets his warm-up off. He goes to the table. doesn't matter what the score is. As a college coach, I'm sitting there thinking, well, they're down ten. Why is their best player on the bench to start the fourth quarter? That's just 82 games, baby. That's just how they do it. So I, I think it is important, though, um, and it, I believe in the wear and tear. And I think that happened to us. And I'm losing track of my years, but SK's senior year, I think it was a factor for not just him, mm-hmm. for Titus and Justin as well, late in the year. So I'm hoping that we can keep everybody fresh. And, and I will, I guess I'll wrap this up. I think so. guys can be just as productive in 27 minutes as they can in 34. Because I think those other, if they're playing seven minutes where they're really, really tired, they're going to get a foul because they're they're not going to move their feet because of their fatigue. They're not going to get the rebound because of their fatigue, or they're going to miss a shot that they normally would make because of their fatigue. So, you know, we've always said that, you know, I think certain guys, they can be just as productive in 27 as they can in 34, 35. So hopefully our depth proves to be true. You know, obviously it's a little different – you know, depending on who you play. You know, it's relative to who the opponent is. But I think it's I, – I, I, I like what Trevor and Keith bring. You know, Trey, Trey Scott and Nas, are, they're, they're going to be able to play. I think Ellie and Mamadou are going to help us too. The key for our depth is going to be Keith Williams and Trevor Moore because they're freshmen. But uh, they're both very tough kids. They have an inner toughness about them. Uh, we like to say they didn't grow up with a lot of grass in the front yard. So – they uh they get in their toughness about both of them and I th- but I do think they they them being able to play meaningful minutes and meaningful games will decide how deep we really are ultimately. I didn't have a lot of grass in my front yard either. That's a different story. <laughs> That's why you took charges. That's right. Man, I'm right. I'm going to Los Angeles tomorrow right. in search of the Terry Nelson statue. How do you think hey, that's Hey, somebody took better go the to statue Beach. and yeah, hid it in their house. I'm better just gonna go tell to you right now. You know, you won't find it. Okay. I got a question from Brian with a B. He told me to say that. He's That's Brian with a B. Not Ryan or Brian? Brian with a B. Okay. Ryan with a B. <laughs> Coach, how you doing? Good to see you again. Good to be back. Good to be uh, – Rather be seen than not. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Be- better to be going in with a uh, bright prospect for the season. Oh, um, yeah, Logan Johnson. Yeah, thanks for thanks for bringing that up. That's yeah. actually what I was going to ask about. You you mentioned the name. I couldn't recall. I was curious if you could uh, Absolutely. Signed give us yesterday. any kind of information. Very excited about Logan. Uh, tremendous kid, number one. Number two, he is uh, a great athlete at the guard position. And I think that, that that's important because some guys wear down over their career due to their lack of athleticism. And uh, other guys, the more you run, the more they practice – it's easy for them 
because they're just elite elite level athletes. They barely hit the ground when they run. And Logan's that type of guy. I think he's going to have a long basketball career. His best basketball is still ahead of him. He was a San Francisco player of the year in that, you know, the whole Bay Area. Uh, he's underrated due to the fact that he plays at St. Francis, uh, which is in Mountain View, and uh, it's an excellent school. He signed yesterday along with, like, not, uh, maybe 16 other kids. He, sent me a, he, he and his mother sent me a picture. You got people going to Stanford, Harvard. Notre Dame. I mean, this is the type of school he goes to. Uh, but it's it's, uh, it's obviously academics are important at his school. It's not all basketball powerhouse. And he plays for a smaller AAU team. So nowadays when a kid plays on a smaller AAU team, he's going to be – that's the one thing that is guaranteed to get you underrated. Uh, and that he's, he's a late bloomer. You know, he just turned 18, uh, which, now, you know, nowadays kids get held back. They're all in prep school. They're all redshirted in eighth grade. So, anyway, Lo- Logan's uh, – he's a quick guard with a huge upside. and He plays both ends of the floor, and he's competitive. And uh, his uh, – he- the other thing I think he's got is his brother and I got a chance to speak during the recruiting process. His brother Tyler plays for the Miami Heat. And, uh, you know, T- he- Tyler made it the hard way. He went to Fresno State. He went to the D League. And – so his brother, he understands you can make it if you'll work hard. Logan, see, because he saw what Tyler did. And, uh, you know, Tyler was good. He said, you know, you, you need, he told him you need to go to Cincinnati. They'll toughen you up. You know, so, you know, the brotherly thing, you know, the, the oldest brother says that the younger brother, you know, the younger, actually two in their case. They got another, another 13-year-old. But uh, so his NBA brother said you got to get tough at Cincinnati. Go to Cincinnati, it'll toughen you up. So it was good to hear that on the visit when uh, with Tyler. When you got an NBA guy saying, hey, I've talked to people. This is where you need to go to school. So that, that helped us, no question. Good addition for the Bearcats. Brian with a B. We appreciate <laughs> uh, What else question. would it be? With? Yeah, I don't I, – I, You're going to have to tell me about that at the break. Brian. I'm, I'm missing it. Brian, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll work on that confused. one during the break. Let's get a break in. We'll come back with another fan question. This is the Mick Cronin Show live from the original Montgomery Inn on 700 WLW. Back on the Mick Cronin Radio Show live from the Montgomery Inn presented by the Healthcare Management Group, Greater Care for Greater Cincinnati. Tom Glitter, Terry Nelson here with you today alongside head coach Mick Cronin getting set to start season number 12 tomorrow at 12 noon at BB&T Bank Arena against Savannah State. We have time for one more fan question. Terry is in the crowd. Elise, fire away. Speaking of Elise, this is Elise right here. Do you have a question? Yes. So speaking of year 12, we all remember year, year one. Year 12. Year, year one was long for um, most of us all involved. I don't remember involved. that. But looking at it now where we're sold out season tickets to what it fifth third looked like at season, year one, kind of what do you think of just how far you've come and what the last 12 years have looked like? Oh, well, I'm, I, I don't want to rewind. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, and I will tell you this because I talked to Marcus Sykes. I actually – Paul Doherty's doing an article on that. Uh, I talked to Marcus Sykes a lot. He's a junior college coach at Trinity Valley. Marvin Gentry a lot. Uh, Deontay in the summer. John Williamson and I are very, very close. Um, he is – John's still playing in Israel. As long as them wheels and getting paid, <laughs> he's going to keep getting paid. So, uh, you know, I'm very close with a lot of those guys. And, and uh, you know, Connor just got married recently. Yes. So I, I'm little, going to his game Sunday. Did a little Connor Barwin 
uh, in our rotation. Did did a little uh, video for his wedding. How about that? Yeah, I talked about how I held him back, didn't let him shoot. (laughs) (laughs) But I held him back in basketball. It helped him get drafted. Second round pick. That's worth ninth year NFL pro. He's doing okay. You know, so like when I think back to those times, that's what I, I will tell you. I don't know how we won some of the games we won. That's how I look at it. Uh, and I think back with admiration for John and Marcus and those guys and how how they lined up every night and gave everything they had. That's I think that's when the measure you measure your true character when things are tough and you know the outcome's probably not going your way, but you still fight to the death and give everything you got. So uh, that year was awesome and. and I tell them all the time when I talk to them that they have to take pride in when they watch us now because that was a necessary evil, so to speak, to get to where we are. First of all, they all graduated, all those guys, and that's the most important thing. And we needed to rebuild our APR 12 years ago. We were on a historical death that's penalty. Right. Uh, so anyway, but, they, you know, they're very close with those guys. They're awesome. And I looked at that that year of how did we win 13 games, mm-hmm. modern miracle. You know, how, how we beat some teams that year was just unbelievable. I mean, just But unbelievable. when you look at your – And I respect the fans that yeah. came that year. Not that I love yes. everybody that comes every I year. You. I get that. But people came that year. And it might not have been sold out, but – you, you know, the, the, that's what held the program together. The people that came to the games then and the players that played then that helped us get mm-hmm. to seven straight NCAA tournaments. Look at the Deontay Vons and the great players that if they were on, you know, teams that won 30 games, they would be in the rafters. People would be talking about them to this day. You've had some, some great games. But you have the ability uh, from your last 12 years, last 11 years here, to make your teams believe that they can compete every night. Yeah, that, that was a necessity back then, <laughs> really back then, <laughs> you, you know, to keep them competing. That, you know, that, that was the most important thing back then. And I just think that uh, kids need to know that you believe in who they can be and that my goal is to not accept anything less than their best effort. And now, look, somebody's best effort might be – a little bit better than the other guys. You know, everybody's not Nick Van Exel. <laughs> you right. know, somebody got to beat Terry Nelson and take the charge. Right. So, you, you, that's you right. know, I mean, that's, that's what sports is all about. I mean, you, you know. Know your role. And, and be great in your role. That's, mm-hmm. and I think that's the key to coaching. And it's hardest in basketball, Tommy, because ba- basketball players aren't football players where there's linemen and linebackers, right. you, you know. Everybody, if they choose, can have the receiver of or the wide receiver or running back give me the ball mentality. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 to win, you've got to have guys that have the mentality of, like Terry said, you know, know, know your role. And the key to being a star is, is to be great at, at who you are. That's right. Not try to be somebody else. And, and that's the way to being your best player and your best self. And Justin Jackson's senior year was a great that's example. That's right. Absolutely. Justin right. Jackson – went from not starting at times as a junior to all-league as a senior, defensive player of the year, NBA summer league, teams giving a look to him until they saw they probably – and they even a couple guys said, he got, we got guards bigger than this guy. But he's playing now, and he's in Israel. He's played in Greece. He's making big money. 
because I mean, he embraced down blocks he, he embraced had. being a shot blocker. He embraced finishing around the rim, and he embraced being who he could be and being great at who he could be. That's right. Uh, and that's a, that's a trick in basketball. You know, it's not a trick in football. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to trick the lineman into being good at blocking. He knows if he's not good at blocking, he's not, he's not playing. Yeah, there's nothing right. else to do. Yeah. All right, let's get in one more break, fellas, and when we return, we'll wrap things up with Mick Cronin. This is the Mick Cronin Radio Show presented by the Healthcare Management Group on 700 WLW. Tom Glitter, Terry Nelson, uh, Mick Cronin back for about another 90 seconds here on the Mick Cronin Radio Show at the original Montgomery Inn, show number one on the year. And before we sign off, I want to talk about reopening Fifth Third Arena because the big news announced a few weeks ago, Ohio State will come in to reopen the arena. I think a lot of people were shocked. When they saw that the Buckeyes and the Bearcats were gonna were gonna play once again, Connor Barwin was actually on your team the last time you played yeah. the Buckeyes. So that's how long ago. But how did that come together? As we have about sixty seconds left to wrap it up. Well, it just you know, we always uh, are looking for home and home high level games. And uh, Chris Holtman got the job at Ohio State, and they called us and said, "Hey, we we saw your you got it. You know, you're looking for a home mm-hmm. and home." And said, "Well, make sure you ask your athletic director first. <laughs> You know, Chris isn't an Ohio guy, so I don't think he didn't really know the history. Yeah, uh, how long it had gone back. But, uh, you know, I give him credit. I think it's a great thing for our state. So, you know, and, and, and I ask our fans this, you know, on our approach. You know, hopefully we can play Ohio State long after I'm the coach at Cincinnati. It's the right thing for both schools. And uh, I think what will help that is if the this – look, you got to battle and you got to – all that, but let's make it a healthy rivalry. Mm-hmm. We don't need to talk about why we didn't play or, you know, who didn't play, whose fault it was. and It's over. Let's just, you know, be happy we're playing. It's good for basketball at all levels in the state of Ohio that the two biggest schools in the state uh, are playing each other. It's and uh, it's going to help both programs because it will be national games. It will be talked about nationally, and hopefully both programs flourish and uh, the games are big games and they help the NCAA tournament uh, you know with to the winner with the RPI and all that type of stuff but uh, I just want to you know I don't want to talk about why and it, I, I'm going to do this too next year obviously because yeah, I'm going to get asked sure. some questions but so I just want to keep it positive I think it's great and uh, let's embrace it and uh, hopefully it'll be a great series for both teams you know what I think is great about it that you won't have to start a future NFL draft pick against a Greg Oden type <laughs> When you, when you guys play in the fall of 2018. Mick, great to be back with you here at the Montgomery Inn. Best of luck noon tomorrow. I'll see you next Thursday when Terry and I have the Got call it. for Coppin State. Look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow. The game will be in the hundreds. Noon at BB&T Bank Arena. For Mick Cronin and Terry Nelson, I am Tom Glitter. You've been listening to the Mick Cronin Radio Show live from the original Montgomery Inn presented by the Healthcare Management Group on 700 WLW.